Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Talk to you about the the butterfly. When the butterfly is actually going into cocoon, is actually eating itself to become that into that cocoon, and that's what the Lord's telling us: is we have to die to ourselves. Yeah, and He starts taking things that need to be dead and making them dead, dead, and He doesn't resurrect that. We resurrect it. He does yes, not. Agreed. We have to leave it dead, like pride, like um, uh, selfishness and hatred and anger, bitterness, bitterness. Oh yeah, temper tantrums. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that list is long. Yes. Um, so the one of the things that ended up with the same way with both you and I, um, our, our stories have similarities. They also have differences. But one thing is the same is that we both ended up growing closer yes. to the Lord. Yes. Uh, we both got tools to help us heal and have a normal, flourishing life. And anyone who knows us now knows that our life is flourishing yes. and healthy and loving, and we live life to the fullest. Um, and then one of us is married and yes. one of us is not. And I'm not married um, simply because I, uh, for the longest time, I just wasn't, uh, after 16 years of abuse, I wasn't ready to jump back into a relationship. The Lord did not bring somebody into my life like he did right. Annas. We do have a little bit of a different ending yeah. in in some ways. The Lord brought somebody into her life. and Which I tried to get rid of him. She did. I did. I tried to get rid of him he several did. times, and he was just not going to go away. But the Lord never brought anybody into yeah. my life. Now, if he decides, I have now decided, thanks to Anna, that this would be okay, but I've been alone for so long. Okay, yeah, but wait, let's go with that because of Anna. It's just because I was walking from our Bible study class and I heard the Lord goes, there's a man out there that needs a Joanna. I went, cool, I'll start praying. <laughs> and she hasn't stopped. Nope, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, just waiting. so we'll see what the Lord does with that. So far, that has not been the case and I am content in um, whatever the Lord wants to do. Um, I'm very happy. I'm healthy. I'm flourishing. So. Our stories ended up different, yes. but our healing was the same, yes. and our stories ended up different in that one is married, one is not. But other than that, our stories ended up the same. The same. We were both healthy and healed, and we're still getting healed. The yes. Lord is still bringing things to our memory that we're like, oh, that's a broken heart. We need to, we yes. need to work on that. And then that's when the other gets a phone call or a text Saying, okay, the Lord just showed me this. Uh, pray with me, or and, does this mean anything? Yeah, because the funny part is usually the Lord has showed the other one what's going on, and we've just been waiting to have that conversation. Yeah, sometimes like she'll show Anna, <sighs> he'll show Anna something, but Anna won't bring it to me until I text, and she'll like, yeah, the Lord told me that about uh, about a week ago, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't say anything, or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And um, all the while, the the one that the Lord showed first Every once has in a while. been, yeah already pray. <laughs> yeah. Or every once in a while he's saying, Hey, you need to point this out. And the Lord will tell you to tell me yeah. something or me to tell you something. Or vice versa. And yeah. Usually it's like, Oh dang, I was thinking about that, but I wasn't hoping that was wrong. Yeah. I was hoping that wasn't the case, but yeah. dang it. It is. Yeah. 
So, and sometimes it's not <laughs> received well. You know, there's been times that you've brought something to my attention. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know about that one. But it's gotten better because we were like that at the very beginning. Well, it's hard. To and add. now it's a lot. Now it's like, okay, I guess yeah, so. I got to deal so. with this. Mm. And I, and so we handle it differently oh, because yeah. I'm a ponderer. I like to ponder. I like to gather all the facts. I like to lay them out all on the table. I like to look at them. And Anna doesn't like me to do that. No, I'm like, girl, we just, this is obvious. We just need to take care of it. Yes. Let's deal with yeah, it. Yeah, we're not waiting on this any longer. I'm we're not going to worry about it right I'm now. I'm not going to play mousetrap with the roach that I see. I'm going to grab the spray and beat it to death. You know, we're, we're not going to wait around. Yeah, I, I like to handle things differently. And Anna's like, okay, I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to the Lord about this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ponder on this for a little while. She's like, no, we're not pondering on the, anything for There's a little while. We're doing, it now. Yeah, we're doing it now. Okay. We do not need an elaborate mousetrap. Exactly. Just, just get a can of red. Yes. So um, and that's how we're both different yes. in, in that way. And um, okay, so let's talk about now, now that we've shared um, some of our testimony yeah. and some of our mess, um, let's talk about the tools. Because we have tools for, um, re- let's see here. Uh, we're we're going to start with the tools that if you're not married, these are tools if you're in a relationship, but you're not married. And um, first of all, we want you to know that you are not alone. Even if you feel alone. You are not alone. There are people right now, including ourselves, Mm -hmm. we're praying for you and praying over you. Okay. So we can't list all of the tools on this podcast. So we're giving you some that are helpful in the urgent emergencies for right now. Okay. And the Lord, he'll give you the rest. But here's some some emergency tools for everybody. And we're going to start with the not married people who are in relationships. Okay, whether um, in relationship living with or not living with, it doesn't matter. Abuse is abuse. Uh, Chaos is chaos. Um, But let's start with the not married people. Okay, so the first thing is uh, that if you can leave and get to a safe Mm -hmm. place, that's our first suggestion. You need to leave. This is scary. So this this might take some courage. Um, I was too afraid to leave, so I never did. Um, not for any length of time. I always went back. So even if it takes all of your strength and all of your courage, and even if it is absolutely, completely humiliating, we say, go for it. Do it. It might be the hardest and scariest thing that you've ever done so far. But ladies, be brave. Do it. And then don't go back. And make sure everybody knows. Don't hold it a secret. Even if it's embarrassing. Tell yeah. tell people. Because the more people who know, the less likely they're going to do something. Yeah. So make yeah. sure. Meaning yeah. the person that's yeah. pursuing you is going to do something. Yeah. The people tell you their tell family. Yeah. can help. Tell their family. Tell tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anybody that you have that you can that, hey, this person's doing this to me and I'm leaving and I'm getting out. I need help. I need help. I need help. That's something that I did not do. That is something that Anna did. She called her yep. mama. I did not do that. Yep. Got my parents involved. My daddy's yep. the one who took me to the lawyer. He's like, I got you a lawyer. We're going. We're taking care of this. Yeah, we had different, yeah. um, different, re- uh, different scenarios scenarios and then different reactions by different people yeah. so you get to see both sides people who have help yes. afterwards and people who don't either way you can see the ending is the same you can yep. still flourish you can still survive mm-hmm. you can still 
heal. Yes. Okay. Even if you feel it's hopeless. Right. Like I said, I've known people who who did move back and they just fought with their family and they never really had a true relationship and they Mm -hmm. they struggled ever since. And they're you know, um, some of them either never got married or they got married when they were you know in their late forties or you know, and even then it was a little weird. So I'm just saying is even if you do, there's some people they do have help, but then they wind up kind of attacking their helper. They're, you know, the one who's trying to help you get out of the situation. Don't, don't attack them. You know, maybe you don't like the, if you're living with somebody, they might have rules. You need to follow those rules. Yeah. And you attack because you're hurt. But at the same time, you need to realize that these are people that are trying to help you. So, and I used to have meltdowns and my family knew it. They, I would have a total meltdown and they just give me some space. I'd breathe, say, I'm sorry. And we'd just move on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to also help them too. Like my mom didn't have to clean the house anymore. I took over and also started where, um, where I, when I worked at a new, when I got that new job and I was close to the house, I would go to do the grocery shopping and I would cook all the meals. That was part of my way of saying thanks. Yeah. Uh, earning your keep. Yeah. You know, helping out, being a part of the, the yeah, family, family that you're exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So first thing is leave <sighs> if you can, don't look back. Right. Second thing is that um, if you can't leave right away, then we need to diffuse the situation until you can leave. Okay. So one thing is, and Anna has mentioned this, and we saw this with Abigail, a gentle, quiet, Spirit, okay, your words and your reactions to things that he says and does can make a lot of difference in diffusing most of the things that are thrown at you. What do I mean by this? I mean that um, no matter what he says or does, do not have a sarcastic or belittling or scoffing or mocking reaction. Do not roll your eyes or have a condescending look on your face. Do not speak your mind and give him a good what for. Mm -mm. It's best to not have much of a reaction at all, except maybe a smile and maybe a one word reply if necessary. Reacting any way at all or retaliating with words or giving your opinion is fuel for the fire. But this is enabling. Not during this time. No, look at Abigail. Abigail did not do any exactly. of that. She kept her mouth shut. She did what she was supposed to do. Yep. To diffuse the situation. Exactly. During this time, it is pure survival. This is going to be one of your best defenses until you can get to a safe place and not look back. That's exactly what Abigail did. She did not go straight to her husband and give him a what for. Right. No, no, no. She packed up stuff food, provisions, the stuff that Nabal was supposed to have originally packed up. She sent it to David. She went to David and she diffused the situation. Right. And and remember, you know, I think this is a good time because you talked about enabling. Forgiveness is not enabling. Okay. Forgiveness is not meaning I agree with the bad behavior. Forgiveness does not mean you're accepting bad behavior. Forgiveness means I'm not going to get let their bad behavior affect me. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but that's exactly right. This is not enabling. Right. Okay. This is survival mode right. until we can get to a safe place. Okay. <coughs> what we're trying to do is show you things that fuel the fire that gets you hurt. These are things that we can avoid right away. 
And the Lord does say forgive. And we're going to talk about that. Yes. In the meantime, though, we need to watch our speech and our actions and our eye rolls. And this could make the difference of life and death. Okay. So pray, pray, pray. We cannot reiterate that enough. And if you're not a believer in Jesus, we're going to help you here in a little bit to become a believer in Jesus because you're going to need to pray in situations like this. Pray for the right words. Pray for the not words. Pray for your correct actions. Pray for them. You want to pray. If, If they're acting like an enemy, you pray for your enemy. You know, I'm not saying stay with them. I'm just saying you pray with them. Pray I still them. pray I over John. Yeah. Like uh, Raina, we were talking about it's it. It's been what, 13 We didn't years? realize, well, he didn't, he did not know he was not, he thought he was saved. He really did. He'd gone to church all his life. He was one of those. I mean, I didn't go to church all that much. We went every once in a while. He was the type church, I think twice on Sundays, Wednesdays, he did all that stuff. He, and he thought he was saved and he wasn't. And so um, I didn't, uh, this kind of goes with that. So that, that's why the Lord didn't let me get married. I know that he he made sure we didn't get married when we were younger because he really wasn't saved. Yeah, y'all dated a while. Yeah, and I should not, and and that was fine, and and that wasn't right. I mean, my life was such a mess. I wouldn't it wouldn't have helped anyway. But he would not let me stop praying for him, and I prayed for him constantly. And I was listening to a Chuck Swindoll message one day, and and it was a this really strong, urgent come to the Lord prayer, and the Lord said, "Pray that ever Ray. and I'm like, oh, "Okay, sure." So I did, and his life went all types of crazy because exploded. It, yeah. Because the Lord was working on him. Yeah. And um, I remember one time thinking, you know, I forgot why was, something was going on. I'm like, is this really I'm supposed to be doing, Lord? And the Lord's like, why? Wow, you prayed for this. You yeah. prayed for it. So I was like, okay. Yes, so, you were supposed yeah. to wait and you were supposed to keep praying. Yeah. Lord, you know, ladies, the Lord answers our <sighs> prayers not normally so far, not in my experience, yeah. not the way that we expect like him the, to answer. He's got different ways to answer play, uh, prayers. Um, his way is always the right, right way. Um, of course, we can get super creative and think that we know what's best, but in reality, right. we don't see that what's ahead. He sees the whole picture. We right. only see our mess. So I'm just saying is don't, so pray for him. He may not be there right now. God's telling y'all something. He's not telling, you know, that's different, but pray for him. You know, even if you're dating him, pray for him. The Lord's going to get you a way to get out. He's either going to fix the situation. He's going to get you out. Exactly. And ladies, this is not the man you want to marry. No, this is not. If he is abusive now. Yeah. Well, yeah. When he's got you for good. Yeah. He's going to be. Unless he gets you saved. Now, I do know a testimony of a lady. We were talking about this. And she goes, Anna, she goes, you don't understand. I was dating the worst guy ever. He was a horrible man. And I should not have been with him. But the Lord would not let me stay away from him. And he, but what happened was, is he did get saved and they went into ministry together. So I'm not saying that. Do I know this person? And they were at the old church. Okay. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, But, and and they wound up going into ministry together and having a a beautiful family. But we're, we're, so we're talking about the norm, not for when the Lord steps in like that. Yeah. And the norm is most of the time. Yeah. These men do not change. Right. And if they do, that's great. You need to get out. Yes. And you it's need the to weather. get I'm to sorry. safety. It's yes. okay. You need to get out anyway because you yeah. need to be safe. And you can still pray and love from a way good distance. Mm-hmm. So, because, listen, if they're abusive now while you're not even married. Yes. When they have you. It's going to get worse. Committed and tethered you really think that they're going to change oh no that's what happened to mine no. they got worse they don't change into a good man that's Mm-mm. not how that works not until the lord steps in unless they find jesus jesus is always the answer 
So oh, but I don't know if we made that clear. John was not a believer. He called himself a Christian and he was supposedly in a Christian home, but he was not a Christian. He was my not, John. Yeah, absolutely John. not. He was not a believer. He was never saved. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and you're like, how do you know that? Because this behavior is goes against the Bible. That's how oh, yeah. I know. He, no he, he wasn't. Um, so your agenda should always be to get out and get to safety. Yes. Okay. So those are the urgent steps to take if you're not married and um, you're in a relationship. So let's talk about if you are married, because there are different tools for yes. if you are married. And again, we do not condone divorce. So the first thing right off the bat is, again, we do not encourage divorce. However, rule number two, one, and rule number two also mostly apply to you. If you are in danger, <sighs> even if you're married, find a safe place to go. Um, even if you're super humiliated, it's okay. It's better to be humiliated than to be dead or hospitalized. Okay. If you are not in danger. And sometimes it is harder when you have kids. We get it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, kids always play a factor, but um, the chances are that if they're hurting you, then they're also hurting your yeah, kids. Yeah, but you, st- but you have to watch it. Well, you still have to be careful because that's their child too. Oh, yeah. It, things get really, yeah, they, really it, messy. And messy. But at the same time, if you, y'all are being abused, you need abused. To, but you, again, you need to tell everybody and you need to go to authorities. Absolutely. Okay, so um, what we're going, the tools that we're going to give you as married women who do not want to get divorced, um, we're going to give you some tools to diffuse the situation so that you can live the most peaceful life you can while you are still married to enable. Okay. Abigail was married to a Nabal. She figured it out. The Lord gave her some tools. And you've helped a woman who has a um, a husband like that. I've and helped several. Several. And, and there are several women living and praying for their husbands to this they day. Are. Yep. Um, because the thing is, you can't change the Nabal, but you right. can change how you perceive yes, everything how you that's react. going on. Yeah. Absolutely. That's everywhere. How you react okay. to your children, how you yeah. react to a colleagues. Everywhere. Yep. Person at the grocery store. So um, abusers, they love, love, love to start fights and then walk off and then leave you to clean up the chaotic mental mess. It gives them great pleasure. So how do we counteract something like this? Well, one, we don't let what they say affect us. We learn to realize, just like Abigail did, we learn to realize that we are married to a fool and they talk and they act and think like a fool. But that doesn't mean that we have to be one too, okay? It's a lot easier for me to sit up here and say, um, don't. Um, let that affect us. But in right. reality, we have the ability to control yes. whether it affects us yes. or not. I've been learning that more and more. Yes, it is not easy. We are not saying it is um, an easy thing to do. It is learned. You have to learn. It takes practice. You're not going to get it right the first 50 times. Okay. You're going to, it took me a while to figure out um, how to learn to react to his reactions and um, and how I did that is exactly what 
I talked about with the married, I learned to not have a reaction. I learned to diffuse the situation. Um, and, and acting like him is not a way to diffuse the Mm -mm. situation. Okay. We do not have to have the same reactions as they do. One thing that you need to do is you need to find a church. Mm-hmm. You need to find yes. a church who loves and teaches about the Lord. In the Bible. Teaches um, the word, word yes. line by line. Teaches the Bible. You you know, without these things, this is key. Yes. Jesus is key. Okay. And for those of you who are not saved, ladies, Jesus is key. Yes. Okay. You need to learn who he is. He is your way out. Yeah, because when you have a relationship with the Lord, he's going to show you how to have a relationship with others. Yes. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll end this up with the gospel message and letting you know. Okay. So um, what you need to do is you need to get mixed up with the group of believers. Okay. You need to um, get into a Bible Bible study. You need to do... Start learning. One thing I, I, I didn't do is I didn't know who I was. Right. I didn't know. I didn't have hobbies. I didn't have um, Christian friends. Um, I wasn't allowed to really have any yeah, friends. I was very isolated. Yeah. Some of you might be going through that. Yeah. And so um, I had to learn who I was and I had to allow the Lord to show me who I was. Um, it. Things that you need to do, how do I put this? Yeah, if you can. They need to stop revolving around your chaotic husband. Right. Okay. If you can. Yeah. So you need to find things that you love to do. What do you love to do? Do you love to sew? Go into a sewing class. Do you love to read? Join a book club. Start learning things about yourself. Start taking up time of things that you love to do. And if you can't afford it, um, and, and you don't have trouble, go for a walk, find rocks, you know, as long as you're not picking up somewhere that say, don't pick up rocks or find a weed that's real pretty, you know, create a hobby. If you have to, if you can't afford a hobby, it, usually you can go walk, take a walk and look for stuff. And what do hobbies have to do with all this? It starts taking your mind out of read your, uh, if you're allowed to have a Bible, read your Bible. That should be a hobby. Yeah. So the things that, that, and the reason why I added hobbies in here is because one, we need something to distract us and pull us away, even just for a little bit from the chaotic mess that we have in, that we are engulfed in. Yeah. Apparently Abigail's was cooking. She was cooking. Oh yeah. She, so I know they were having a feast, but she, she was still right in it. Oh. She wasn't sitting around. She was right there. Yeah. I mean, she had sheep. I don't even know how many sheep now she had. Five, she had five sheep already dressed, cut, ready to cook, ready yeah. to go. So bread. she had a lot of bread. Yeah. And um, so we need something that's going to start taking our mind off of um, removing us a little bit from the situation. I didn't have a hobby. So my entire 100% of my day was engulfed in his mess. Okay, so we have to start distancing ourselves, um, not from our marriage, not from our husband, but from our mess. And and one thing that you can do is a hobby. Spend doing things that you love to right. do. He may never join you, and that is okay. Right. You know, like Anna said, if you if you love to go on walks, he may never join you for a walk. 
That's fine. If you love to go hang out with your Bible study group, he may never join that Bible study group, and that's okay. Um, so you're, but don't put him away either, and forget him and ignore him either. Yeah. So your fool might have a life that revolves around foolishness, but that doesn't mean your life has to revolve around that as well. You can do things that pertain to the Lord, um, that pertain to peace. This doesn't mean that you stop being a wife. Um, it doesn't mean that you um, stop doing wifely things. It just means that you stop partaking in his foolishness as much as possible, that you stop arguing, that you you don't have to fight back. Let him say his foolish chatter and smile and disengage in the fight. Go back to doing the dishes or the laundry or reading your book. But whatever you do, you have to watch your speech. You have to watch your reactions. And you don't have to have either. You don't have to say anything back. You don't have to have a comment. You don't have to eye roll. You don't have to smirk. You don't have to do anything. That is gasoline. We need to learn how to put a cap on the gasoline. I know most of the time we argue because we want someone to see our point of view. But when you're arguing with somebody who just likes to argue, it doesn't matter what your point of view is. It could be the greatest point of view in the whole wide world, but it doesn't matter at that point. So trying to get somebody to see your way isn't going to be helpful. Uh, people like that, you don't have a point of view. Exactly. They do not care. Exactly. That's not yeah. the whole point of their fight. Their whole point of their fight is not to see your point of view. Right. Their whole point of their fight is to fight. Yeah, you get control. That's what, yes. that's what the fights were when we used to have them. Yeah. With my uh, ex. Exactly. And and so you don't have to engage in his fight. You can listen to what he has to say and then simply say, okay, I understand. That's it. There isn't anything he can argue about if you understand. Okay. You need to educate yourself about narcissism. I talked about narcissism earlier. Um, There's so much material on how to diffuse the situation and live a normal life when you are living with a narcissism. And I'm going to venture out and say that most abusers have one level or another of narcissism. I don't have any scientific facts. I just know from pure experience. Okay, this is what I've personally learned. Um, It's not 100%, but I'm telling you that I believe that um, abusers like Anna's Mm ex-husband and my ex-husband have some sort of level Mm -hmm. of narcissism. I know for a fact that John was very high, after all that I've learned, he was very high level narcissism, a narcissist. So I had to learn what is entailed in a high level narcissist. I had to learn that. And then I had to learn um, how to diffuse the situation to diminish and minimize um, the chaotic reaction to minimize the fights and to um, strengthen my level of healthiness, my mental state. Okay, I had to educate myself. We're not going to go into all of that here because there's too much, but there's tons and tons of information, free information that you can learn about narcissism. And when you learn about the narcissist, you also learn about the victim of a narcissist and how to survive in that type of world. And again, we are not for divorce. And so there are, there's been numerous women that I have 
taught about narcissism and I gave them tools to live in a narcissistic marriage and they are flourishing. They are flourishing because their life stopped being about um, the abuse and started, they started incorporating the healthiness of Jesus into their life. And they're still married. Yeah. They're not divorced. But that, that's not always how it ends. We, we do that want to, is, mine no. didn't end we, that we way. We talked to somebody who's like, how come they always talk about on the shows about restored marriages? Mine didn't get restored either. And so we wanted to make sure we said, sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. I'm going to tell you, if you're, if it's not restored and you do, you know, you do wind up divorced, don't immediately go into a relationship. I, I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I did not try to immediately go into a relationship with Ray. He found me, but we did stay friends. We were friends actually for a very long time before we even started kind of dating i don't even know what we never even called it that it was we were just we just together we were just together we've always been just friends and it just kind of rolled into it so um i'm just saying is so if you do get out of that don't go jump into one i mean it's my you know he i mean my ex-husband he was already he had already met another woman and woman let me try this again he had already met a young girl and i say that because he took her to prom and, oh, oh god! And within a, a, a probably a, we hadn't even been divorced a year when he was already married, going to get marrying her. He took her to prom, getting married. So awesome! Uh, yeah, it was. Um, Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.